0: You are listening to ACPN. Emerald City Video, this is Russ. You have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? (sighs) Hello, and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. This is another episode of our new release wall. So, as usual, it's Russ and Zach. Hello. And tonight we're going to be talking about uh, a release that is slightly less new than the previous new release, Wall. Yes. Uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Uh, yes. While we had talked about not doing Marvel movies for a while, uh, this kind of gets the the buy because it's a Sony <coughs> yeah. Marvel production. So it's, you know, kind of, if you look at, if you watch the Once Upon a Deadpool trailer, they kind of talk about the, the differences between Marvel and, and Marvel being done by other studios. Yeah. <laughs> uh,. But holy shit, oh, yeah. so so much better by oh my God. unquantifiable uh, magnitudes than any other Spider-Man movie. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I mean this
1: this is like in my top three of the year, yeah, immediately yeah, absolutely. without a question. And I. I'm ashamed to think about the fact that because it's an animated film and because it is a comic book film, it will almost certainly
0: not get a Best Picture nom. Right. Yeah. Like, and we were saying, hopefully it will get a, a Best Animated feature at least. Yeah. Because it seems... Uh, we can't think of another animated movie that's even remotely close to this good this year. Yeah. Uh, but God only knows because it's it's not Disney, it's not Pixar. Yeah. So nothing's yep. ever a guarantee. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the the general gist of it, and I will say that uh, I I somehow, in spite of my job being what it is, managed to go in with relatively little knowledge into this film. Yeah, I've been excited about this film, and I
1: I haven't actually uh, I managed to not actually know anything about it
0: about yeah, it. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> like um, other than you know the basics that's in the trailer. Yeah.
0: But Aaron Covington, who uh, who who wrote Creed with uh, with the director Ryan Coogler is actually one of the guys who was in the writers' room on this movie. Oh, that makes sense, other than the fact it's good. Yeah, uh, (laughs) but yeah, (laughs) yeah, I've been excited basically ever since. uh, I mean, I I was excited to hear about the film to begin with and then uh, also really into it since I learned that Covington was part of it. And I haven't been able to say that out loud because I found it out through back channels. Um, And I I don't know, even, I, I didn't stop to look if he was in the credits, but at this point I assume he must have been in any event. Uh, the the basic gist of it is that uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, uh, is killed almost immediately after another kid gets bitten by a radioactive spider and starts to get similar but not the same powers. Yep. That kid is Miles Morales, who, if you read the comic books, is called Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, the big difference is there's a multiverse in Marvel comics, and each you know there's various numbered Earths. Uh, whereas with DC, you tend to get, like, Earth-1, Earth-2. Marvel, uh, tended to do a lot more kind of random stuff. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I think the main Earth is 616, I know that. I think that the Ultimate Universe is 1610, or maybe 1616. But, so he's, you know, he's from an earth that's slightly removed from ours where basically they reinvented all the characters who, who started up in the sixties as characters who started up in 2000 or so. And, uh, miles has become a really popular character also in the last few years. Cause there's been a number of really good writers who had really long runs on Spider-Man. Yep. You've introduced a, a number of popular supporting characters within that universe who make a couple of whom make cameos here. A couple more of whom are, uh, supposedly going to appear in Mm -hmm. spin-offs from this because uh, I know that there's already a Spider-Gwen movie in development uh, which is going to have Spider-Woman and uh, like Jessica Drew Spider-Woman as opposed to Spider-Gwen and uh, um, Silk, which uh, in the main continuity Silk is a girl who uh, got bitten by the spider right after Peter did before it died Mm -hmm. and did not ever go public with her powers until she was forced to and so it's like a girl from Peter's class who uh, cool. has been kind of hiding out and like not being a superhero for years. Yeah. Uh, but in any event, uh, there's a multiversal calamity that brings some of these spider characters to, to Miles' Earth, mm-hmm. which for the purpose of this movie is the main Earth. Although they do kind of make it clear, even in background gags, that it's not exactly the same... Like, it's not our world. Yeah. Uh, there's, a the two big ones that stuck out to me, FedEx is Red X, and yeah, instead of yeah, orange yeah. and purple, it's a red and purple logo. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh... uh Coca-Cola. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's the, a bunch of, like, jokes, well, The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. other one was, uh, From Dusk Till Sean, yes. which is Sean of the Dead, but, like, <laughs> as an action movie where he and his zombie friend are, <laughs> I, nice. I guess, probably hunting other zombies or something. <laughs> uh... And apparently they actually for for a bunch of the the ones that, the background gags that tie into pop culture stuff. Yeah. Apparently they actually went to like they went to Edgar Wright and said like yeah. okay well in a slightly different universe what's the Shaun of the Dead movie you make? <laughs> and so that's like a, that was his idea. <laughs> yeah, there's a Seth Rogen one too. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't catch a... a lot of. I mean. It, it's an animated movie yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on in yeah. almost every frame and yeah. so a lot of the time you don't catch the background gags as much as you just get a general sense that there are yeah. a lot of them yeah when this comes out on 4, 4k digital oh, yeah, everything exactly. like that
1: it's so the depth of every single fucking frame oh, yeah. is insane including even the the not not the post credits but the um the credit sequence that they actually yeah, had at the yeah. end that's like a James Bond type thing which is was oh my god it's yeah. so good that that alone like was crazy crazy yeah, animation yeah. and and like the choices and everything. oh wow yeah
0: but yeah there's really like uh this is immediately going to jump into my like top 5 comic book movies ever yeah. uh yeah. and and <laughs> if you listen to the show you know that I don't tend to make those kinds like I, I, I won't make a list and be like, oh Spider Man yeah. tomorrow. Uh but yeah. but at the same time I don't like I think in the last couple of years I've I've really only come out of a movie this like enthusiastic and spent this much time just smiling at the screen. Yes. Uh yeah. and it was like Sorry to bother you and like Black Panther and Creed. Yeah. And uh I just really like I can't even think of nitpicks. I'm sure in the moment there were a couple things I was like, oh, he could probably have done that better, but, like, really just so borderline. Like, I told you in the theater, like, one of the things that people keep saying when you get characters like the Fantastic Four who are consistently... Like, even if you like those films, they don't live up to the potential of the franchise. Yeah. And people are always like, how are we going to fix it? How are we going to fix it? And within the comic book community we're always like do an animated movie because you can be more like the comics and yeah. people will be able to live with it because it's animated and yeah. you won't have you know and uh this movie is like exactly perfectly that yeah you know this like this movie would have been a hard sell <laughs> as a live action feature yeah
1: uh, well I mean it also be it would be a 600
0: million oh, dollar oh yeah film. exactly I mean <laughs> for so many reasons but yeah but, but I mean, yeah I mean yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, it's actually, it's funny, it it reminds me a little bit of what uh, the CW shows did with Elseworlds yeah. a couple of weeks ago, where it was like, there was so much fan service, and it didn't take itself seriously, and it was just like, comic book trope after comic book trope after comic book trope. Yeah. And so, uh, but I, I also think that it did a really good job of, even though it has all of those Easter eggs and all the jokes and all the tropes and all that, yeah. like, I don't think if you didn't know anything about comics that this would be exclusionary.
1: No, like, I mean, because it, it's just not not only is the writing so fucking good, mm-hmm. um, and they do the they they make fun. Obviously, they make fun of the the yeah, like yeah. the origin story because uh, yeah, um, and
0: but and it's it's actually kind of perfect because of course Spider Man <laughs> has like there's been so many Spider Man yeah, movies yeah, yeah. and TV shows and you know, every, video games. Uh, <laughs> this is actually uh, this is loosely based on a comic book story by Dan yeah. Slott who also wrote a video game for the PlayStation yeah. 2 and Wii yeah. called Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, which was basically the same premise. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, the nice thing is that because we've seen the Spider-Man origin a million times, and yeah. the whole movie kind of starts with that joke. Yeah. Like, okay, let's do this one more time <laughs> yeah. for anybody who might have you missed. know this, yeah. yeah. And, and Peter runs down his origin. And then each time a new spider character enters the film, you get the same thing, except as it goes, it gets shorter and shorter and shorter, because even though, yeah, these aren't new characters, they don't have to explain everything all over again. All they really have to hit is, like, the three things that differentiate them from Peter. Whether it's an uncle, it's a best friend, it's a yada yada, yeah. Uh, And and then also, because Miles is so new to being Spider-Man and hasn't dealt with cosmic nonsense before, they also kind of, like... The other characters all kind of swing into it, mm-hmm. and he's put off by it, and so he becomes your audience avatar, where the other characters, yeah. like they explain stuff to him, but they they don't have time to stop and spell it all out, yeah. and so they give you the cliff notes version, which is really all you need. And which is
1: which is the great thing about this film. Yeah, yeah,
0: is that it does not
1: like to me. It's always been the problematic end of Spider Man is that there's not there's usually not enough spider-man yeah <laughs> um and like there's quite a bit of spider-man in this one <laughs> this is like yeah it, it, i would say 80 percent spider-man yeah. and even and which is pretty bad, damn good for yeah. basically what essentially is an origin story thing yeah um you know an origin film it's yeah. not just the you know it's yeah. not just like the first 15 and then you jump ahead and yeah. it's like
0: oh he's batman already or he's a spider-man or whoever it, it does but, help too that uh Miles' personal life ties into the Spider-Man stuff more organically than Peter's does. Uh, Without getting too far into spoilers, like, his dad's a cop who doesn't like Spider-Man. And then there are other people in his personal life who pop up throughout the adventure. Uh, Which is weirdly... That's kind of the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man.
1: Or no, no, that was... uh, I forgot it wasn't his father. It was... uh, um
0: was it Stacy or was it uh, um... yeah Captain Stacy uh, Gwen's dad but, yeah. was the police commissioner Yeah, yeah who gets yeah. a cameo in this one because she saves him in yeah. her backstory yeah um, uh, but the I mean uh, one interesting thing is we get a, a bunch of villains who get yeah. basically no real introduction in this yeah. uh, the two big ones who have like a prominent visible role are Kingpin and Green Goblin and I think the assumption on the part of the filmmakers is you know who these people are. Yeah. Because they've been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like, there's been Green Goblin in a bunch of Spider-Man movies. Kingpin has been in two Daredevil movies and a bunch of Spider-Man cartoons. Mm-hmm. Like, we're fine. Yeah. And then... Uh, and I don't think that either of them... I don't, th- like, they
1: Green don't Goblin really, is yeah. like
0: this big creature that da-da-da-da. Whatever. It's the ultimate version. Yes, yeah, he, yeah. He's actually mutated as opposed to just a guy in a suit. Yeah, yeah,
1: so it is what it is. Yeah. And then Kingpin is a, business guy a, that whatever, strong dude. you know, yeah. strong dude. So, I you mean. Get,
0: you get actually more backstory on him. Yeah. In this than I would have expected just because uh, mm-hmm. you could have easily just not given that. Yeah, yeah. But it actually, it was really, it was nice and informed things nicely and it yeah. also gave him real motivation in the final act. Yeah. Uh the uh you also got a, a handful of spider villains who had like minor roles. Yeah. Uh you had Tombstone, who was essentially Kingpin's bodyguard. And then uh the female version of Doctor Octopus. Yeah. And uh um uh, and Scorpion. The yes. once again, kind of the ultimate version of Scorpion where he's like cybernetically enhanced mm-hmm. and speaks Spanish. <laughs> um and then you get the Prowler, who uh is a character actually... It's funny. His civilian identity appeared in Spider-Man Homecoming. That's the character played by Donald Glover. Oh. Oh, yeah. I forgot, yeah. And so, like, that's why when a bunch of people in Spider-Man Homecoming, they were like, oh, there's a tie to Miles Morales. Yeah. Because, like, one of his key villains is in Homecoming, although they never come even remotely close to actually... That was pretty much just like oh insert
1: because I mean unless unless there's some grand plan for Marvel uh, you know well I'm saying for the second wave of Marvel um, after you know whatever the fuck happens in the next film uh, which God I gotta say like I know it's slightly sidetracked but especially after seeing this film I couldn't care yeah. any amount of yeah. and, I, and I'm like I don't have the, the like the thing with Marvel that you do at the level uh, where it's just like I'm watching the trailers and I'm just like I can't be excited about it like especially now yeah. that I'm like no I just want more of this now like yeah. I literally just want like I don't know if I can handle seven more films of this because honestly like this is the the, the one uh, the one like drawback yeah. is that it is so much visual And, like, it's not a bad thing in any way, shape, and form, you know, to me at least. I mean, but I could see that, I don't know, like, if if you want more simplistic, if you want more cartoony stuff, this is, like, 17,000 layers of digital and and actual animation, because I know they did a digital, and then they drew over it, and then they did another layer. Like, it is,
0: holy shit. And it's a, I mean, the the one thing that I was thinking as we were getting out, like, again, like, I, I... I can't find fault in the movie itself in any yeah. way. I really just I loved it. But uh, if there was anything I was gonna say in terms of like like presents a huge challenge for Sony going forward is this was so big and so ambitious and so stylized yeah. that and and it was it was nonstop. Like yeah. it 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 was a it, the whole movie had a frantic kind of frenetic pace, yeah, which yeah. actually worked for it. Yeah. However. I think it would be virtually impossible to duplicate the energy of this movie Mm -hmm. in a sequel. And so when they, you know, when slash if, but probably when they do the next one, Mm -hmm. they're really going to have to think of, like, how do we do this? Like, how do we... And I think, to be honest with you, I would go almost the Mission Impossible route of make each of these installments emblematic of the filmmakers involved, let them kind of do their own thing, and have it be loosely tied together, but ultimately just like make a standalone movie that's as good as you can. The
1: the great thing about the way that they did the animation, never mind the fact that each it's not like okay they enter the world and then they yeah. keep that they transfer into that style of animation that they keep right. it and also there's elements all of their their pow bang yeah, everything yeah. has their own world and the only commonality basically is the spider sense tingling yeah. things uh which <laughs> I'm so happy they actually have this in this fucking yeah. film as opposed to wow we get one more shot of him looking at his fucking yeah. hairs rise up
0: um, i still <laughs> I'm so annoyed by the fact <laughs> that like, they had that in Avengers after having made such a point of not having it in Homecoming Yeah, yeah and then yeah. they don't explain it in any way and it's like yes I get it the yeah, audience yeah, yeah. knows you don't have to spell it out but at yeah. the same time you did an origin movie where yeah. you didn't address well, anyway. Yeah. but,
1: but yeah. it's it's uh, the fact that they, they would be able to do it like you could have um, you know, actual uh, non-animated, yeah. non-animation directors take over yeah. this. Like, especially if you built have that team now yeah. and be like, okay, we're gonna do a Christopher Nolan version of this, yeah. and it's gonna be darker. It's gonna, I mean, fuck, you know, you could have a Snyder version. You know, I mean, yeah. like, there's like a whole. It actually be almost fun because, uh, and and the fact that like the uh, you know the way the emotions change yeah. and like different. Uh, elements within the film, you know, whether they can draw back. I mean, like, I I would do like the next. If you're gonna do the next one, like, do the next one stripped, bare, fucking down, for, and give it some reason mm. why. And that's the great thing about what they opened up with this yeah. world is that you could just literally be like, okay, so first half of the film is is only one layer, and it's yeah. gonna be, you know, more like uh, the. Batman, uh, advent what is it? Uh, I'm trying to remember the Arkham or the 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 Arkham Knight one. The that one that they just re-released. It's the anniversary. Just the Batman the animated series. Yeah, yeah, or, Batman yeah. animated series. Yeah, that's literally. But like, you could have something like more drawn like yeah. that, and it wouldn't be weird. Yeah. Um, I would say, like you brought up a complaint. I think that what this what this did to uh, not only Spider-Man, but also I think the like the only comparison I think of like looking at as an action film it's so much I mean there's as we keep saying there's like so much action is that like it is closest to the scale of the latest Mission Impossible film which honestly I thought was one of the best films of the year Um, like because this it's weird that this year and obviously we're we live in Syracuse, so it's a little bit harder for yeah, us we don't to say see all of the, like, like the favorite just takes. hit here. Yeah. And like, you know, there's so many other films that just, we don't, we don't get to see until usually they come out in digital or something. Um, but like this, like this certain, this film to me is it, it passes through and just a great mm-hmm. animated film and, and turns into, it's like definitely one of the best action films yeah. I've seen yeah. in, in, the past couple years, which is saying something because there's been yeah. some fucking incredible action films that have actually finally, beyond the Bond films yeah. and everything like that, and, but like Mission Impossible, the, the most recent one, it's just like, you know, they've actually started to give a shit about
0: writing and editing yeah. and, and not just have, whoa, it's big! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it's really, uh, again, it's new release, well, so we don't want to get into much in the way of spoilers, yeah. but uh, it's it's a it's a movie that I really thought it was, it was great going. And like, I had, I had heard a lot of buzz about how it was. great. Yeah. 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 And so I expected it to be very good, but I didn't know what to expect in terms of the characters, in terms of the, yeah. the, like the stylized elements. You know, I did really like the fact that, again, this is a movie that clings to the comic book roots in a way that almost no other. And, and doesn't do it in a, in like a, it doesn't feel like it's
1: doing fan service. It doesn't... It feels like we're with you on it. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to figure out how to explain that. But, you know, it's like, it doesn't feel like, this is a comic book film. The way yeah. that, like, you know what? The way that, the way that uh, even though in their time, like, the first, first, uh, uh, um, Remy's uh, yeah, Spider-Man, yeah. that had so many comic book elements, and it definitely yeah. gave it, it's like, it, you know, very old school. But it still, it felt like... I don't know, like a comic book fan. Like, I don't remember, I don't know if I remember whether he's a really, he was a big comic book fan. But like, it didn't feel like, I am, I am told on how to, uh, you know, that these comic books are popular with the young children. Like, this definitely felt like it yeah. was built and designed and and loved by, you know, actual people who actually care about comic books down to, like, the joke, yeah. down to that last joke about, like, oh, wait until, what was it, wait until you go to Comic-Con? What's oh, Comic-Con? Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, <laughs> my was like, of course the young black kid from uh, from Brooklyn doesn't know what Comic-Con mm-hmm. is, but, <laughs> but,
0: but, yeah, it is. I mean, considering uh, that we saw that he had comics, I just kind of No, his roommate had
1: comics. Oh, it was his roommate? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Which is what they clip. Yeah. Anyway, but um, they set up some other things, which it's going to be interesting because there's a lot of, for me, there's a lot of crossover uh, from the Homecoming world. Mm-hmm. Like, which to me is actually reading the fact that well, Homecoming well, stole a lot from the Morala's the story, they, which they stole a lot from actually yeah. pissed me off when I wa- Actually, one of the reasons I think I I dis I didn't dislike homecoming, but mm-hmm. I didn't like it. I think as much as I might've yeah. because I'm like, Oh wow. You're just ripping off some of the best story points from what should be its own mm-hmm. universe. Because it honestly, not only has been what so well written, but mm-hmm. also like everyone is outside of a, a certain class of people that like enjoy comic books um, or don't enjoy, con- they don't enjoy comic books. They, they enjoy complaining about comic books.
0: Oh, uh, that—that is one thing I'll say too. Uh, just in terms of, uh, again, I don't want to spoil much about the movie, but I will say that it begins with the Comics Code Authority seal. Yes. Yeah. And then it ends with, uh, like, the final shot before the trailer or before the credits begin is uh, a, a tribute screen for Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, the guys mm-hmm. who created Spider-Man, both of whom died this calendar year. Yeah. And. uh... One of the great things about digital film is that you can keep editing right up until the last seconds. So yeah. Stan passed away like three weeks before this thing came out in the theaters, and yeah. they managed to get that that title screen on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know what to. Yeah. I don't know what to say other than other than Jesus Christ. If you haven't seen this film. And you have a chance to see it, like, this is a 100,000% mm-hmm. seat in fucking theaters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If there's an IMAX, like, I, this is actually a film I would have paid the $35, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, for IMAX. If there was a 3D version, like, yeah, I would have fucking yeah. done that. Like, I'm actually, like, a little pissed that, like, fuck, I was, I think I was, I don't forget when it came out, I think I was still out, but... Um, yeah, I see this in fucking theaters at least yeah, once and yeah, see it absolutely. soon because if you get an opportunity to yeah. see it again, I, and this is, this is, uh, you know, you can put this in the award bait area like this, yeah, this yeah, film, absolutely. if it doesn't sweep a shit ton of fucking awards, it's just a shame. Um, and it goddamn well should. <laughs> yeah. But.
0: All right. So yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't have anything to nitpick, so we'll keep it short and that way <laughs> yeah. I don't die while the phone is on. Yep. Uh, I'll try to edit as much of the coughing as I can out without losing half of the episode. But, uh, uh, yeah, we'll be back in just a few days to talk more. Uh, if you're if you're celebrating Christmas, marry that because the, we won't be back that soon. This is Sean. And Chris. From the Childhood Remastered Podcast, where we look back on the cartoons, TV
1: shows, and movies of our youth to see if they're still worth a damn. Or not. Or not, which is far too often the case. You can check us out at childhoodremastered.com to listen to all of our old episodes, request a show for us to cover, or to just say hello.
0: Welcome back. This is Russ and Zach in our second new release wall of this episode, slash the week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, originally, uh, as you probably understood from listening to the first half an hour of this, Into the Spider-Verse was going to be its own episode, but... It was a short episode, and uh, the next thing that we were going to see in theaters uh, kind of has a thematic resonance, I'll say, to it, so we decided, what the hell. Uh, This is us talking about Bumblebee, the latest Transformers opus, uh, probably the closest thing you could actually get to calling any of these movies an opus. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, First of all, I'll say... Other than debacle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, First of all, I'll say, I I liked it a lot, it was a fun movie, and... uh, easily my favorite of the live action Transformers movies yeah, uh, yeah. largely in part or largely due to the fact that I've never actually objectively liked one Yeah. which yeah. I actually I, I had a similar thought process after we talked about Into the Spider-Verse I'm like you know like there were bits and pieces that I liked of previous Spider-Man movies and, and there were some of them that I even watched several times because I found them generally entertaining yeah, yeah. but none of them would have been in my top 100 Movies of all, like, even my top hundred. Like if I limit it to like non-indie, <laughs> like blockbuster, and, and yeah, still, yeah. like yeah. just no, nowhere close. And, and uh, same way with with uh, Transformers. Yeah. Like this is a very, very good uh, like family movie yeah. that happens to be a Transformers yeah. movie. It is a 1990s film, or, ni- or 1980s, 80s, yeah, 80s, yeah. 80s, 90s. Yeah, the, it's, uh,
1: it's just the type of film that would have been made I mean we've done oh, this yeah, a bunch yeah. of times but like this was not just like like it was with the uh, Skyscraper yeah, and yeah. Um, Rampage which were kind of it felt like it was like oh I don't know if they tried yeah, but it is yeah. this th- was like no not only did they continually reference yeah, um, yeah. It, uh, the, era, the 80s era but it was Desperately try, you know, desperately yeah, try. Yeah. It's succeeding, mind you. Yeah. Like yeah, literally, yeah. outside of obviously the graphics and stuff like that, yeah. like you plop this film into the, ni- the early '90s, late '80s. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. That, that makes
0: yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it. Everybody keeps talking about Iron Giant, uh, in, in comparison to this. I, I feel like that's just because everything doesn't get tied up neatly at the end, and yeah. so you get the, the kind of like wishing you could have rewrite the ending a little bit, if you, on a sentimental level. Yeah. But uh. Uh, for me, it feels more like ET. Uh, y- you know, this movie—it's yeah. it's, structurally—it's it's ET. Yeah, it's a Spielberg light. Yeah, yeah. And, and Spielberg obviously has been a producer on all these movies. Michael Bay's been a producer on all these movies. I—I I, I do think, as somebody who I obsessively played with, loved, watched the Transformers as a kid yeah. in the '80s, and I adored as a kid Transformers the movie the 1986 movie and uh, I, I'll say that as, as somebody who has a connection to that version of these characters and that version of the yeah. mythology uh, this movie is far and away the closest you're ever like not the closest you're ever going to get necessarily but far and away the closest right. we've seen so far at six movies or whatever it is to that yeah. Uh, there's actually, there's a, a, a fight scene, which you've seen tiny snippets of in the trailers, but there's a there's a fight scene on Cybertron in the first, like, three to five minutes of the movie where Optimus Prime kind of charges into frame and does what looked to me like a virtually identical uh, kind of fight sequence to his introduction in Transformers the movie when he rolls through the, like, the ongoing battle and just, like, single-handedly flips around, shoots around, and takes out a handful of Decepticons. Yeah. Uh, just choreography-wise, it looked like it was the same to me. Like, it was even the same, like, thunk 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 because they used all the original sound effects in this movie, which I don't know that they've done in the Michael Bays. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, one of the things that Lindsay Ellis, who does the 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 whole plate that holistic kind of auteur theory look at Michael Bay uh, has said in some of her essays is that Michael Bay is more interested in using kind of the existing brand of Transformers to make a Michael Bay movie and doesn't really care about like the mythology and the the, the trappings and the blah 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 and that's not to say that he dislikes it he's just not interested yeah and I think that's probably true, uh, certainly when you look at this movie where Bay is a producer but had basically no day-to-day role. Uh, it's much more, you know, like this is what, if, if it was 1988 and you said there's going to be a live-action Transformers movie, uh, this is what you would have expected that movie to be like versus like the Michael Bay version, yeah. which is just kind of like they could be anything. They just happen yeah. to call themselves that. And movie. also it's, it's not a...
1: Characters are just, for the most part, more likable and yeah. more, again, more that of that era. Like the, just the way she acts, and the yeah, way, yeah, you know, and, and things like that. Like the shots aren't there of, you know, like even though it was always super awkward because Fox was supposed to be what, like, 17 in that film, yeah, yeah. in the first one. And they're like hot shots, like upper legs yeah, and yeah, everything
0: exactly. like that, where I was always like, even though. I don't she know, was, was probably day. 24. or oh, something. yeah, but still, you're playing a high school kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like... It's the it's the the Riverdale conversation I have all the time. Where, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I I liked the fact. I mean, I, the fact that you have a female protagonist helps that because you relate to her as a person. She doesn't get objectified. Haley Steinfeld is both a good actor and very attractive, and so like yeah. there are times when she is attractive to the camera, but that's like, it, none of it comes off as fan service, it really just comes off as, like, the wardrobe that they chose suits her frame, and she looks good, you know, uh, so I, I think that that all kind of, like, that, well, and, and, and just add to the wardrobe, like,
1: literally there's not a single, like, she's not in an outfit, she's never, she's in a bathing suit
0: once, because she She's a high diver. Like, yeah, there's, like, a the whole video, backstory. Like, and, yeah, exactly. And so, like... And it's, like, a grainy VHS, so it's not even, like, yeah, there's anything Yeah, yeah, no, yet. I mean, it's it's definitely,
1: again, like, a 90s, yeah. early 90s, late 80s, like...
0: Yeah, and right down to, by the way, that yeah. thing of the high diver. Like, um, and again, like, this is not a complaint. It's funny, because uh, one of the things we talked about with Aquaman is that everything seemed very predictable. This yeah. movie didn't feel particularly predictable. It just felt really familiar. Like, and right down to the score, the score was something that, like, in a bunch of scenes I was acutely aware of the fact that it felt like the score that you would get in, like, The Goonies or E.T. or something of that era. Yeah. Uh, but it was, like, a mood thing. It wasn't a, like, it wasn't a beat-for-beat, like, oh, this feels like X movie, this feels like, you know, uh, so I felt that they captured the feeling of those movies really well without feeling like, oh, yeah, we're just pulling big chunks of E.T. and yeah. you know what I mean yeah. uh, but that that uh, that I can't remember where I was going with that because I started <laughs> I, well I started out kind of trying to make the, the comparison uh, oh oh with the, the, the Aquaman thing like oh, yeah. the, the big thing for me that differentiates like the the familiarity of this movie versus the kind of predictability I guess of Aquaman yeah. is just that it's, like, you're in a familiar setting. It's a comfort zone thing. Yeah. But you, you don't feel like you've seen this specific movie yeah. before. You feel yeah. like you've seen this kind of movie a bunch of times. Oh, yeah, anime. I mean, down to, like,
1: the type of house and down to, like, the neighborhood oh, yeah. that they're in. Like, the places at which they go and yeah. things like that are just 100%, yeah. like... It even me just, uh, I was just I just watched uh, MST3K's Mac and Me. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah and yeah. so like I was like that neighborhood looks the same. Like yeah. just because they're on a the hillside, so it's like you know there's always like these like suburban enclaves in the in this, yeah. in this era film, like or in the you know that 80s yeah, 90s yeah. film, like where oh they had a little bit of wood so they
0: could always get away like yeah. ET, like Mac and Me. Well and like, it's 10, it, other films. it's just outside of San Francisco, yeah, and so yeah, it feels yeah. like the yeah. um, Homeward Bound movies, yeah. like those. <laughs> um, But the other thing is that the high dive, like, that, that runner, not a runner, but the, like, that subplot feels exactly like something Spielberg would have done in the. 8 It's, like, it's, like, it's an incredibly esoteric thing. Like, I'm a high diver who now, because I've lost my sense of myself, I am scared of making a high dive, and so I can't do my, like, I can't be me anymore. Yeah. And using like her sport as a metaphor for her identity and like yeah. blah 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 like it's a little on the nose it didn't bother me but it really felt like this is a thing that Spielberg would have done oh, yeah, yeah. if he thought of it yeah and, it, and it's and it's interesting is like speaking of Spielberg
1: like it, it did feel like such a it, it didn't feel like a Spielberg like a like genuine Spielberg film mm-hmm. um, what it felt like is all of those directors around that time period that were like we gotta do a film like that yeah um, and which is never a bad thing. There's a ton of, like, films that yeah. are, like, done by d- really excellent directors, but just like, oh, we have to do this feel. But, um, it's, it's just because there's so, obviously, it's set in the time period, so they're yeah, not yeah. references, they're things that happen, like, yeah, her I tape collection, or record collection, you know, just all these things. Yeah. And I was just watching, I was also just, unfortunately, like, I got in the middle of Ready Player One, and mm-hmm. I keep trying to give that movie a, another yeah. try for some fucking reason, because <laughs> it's like, all these moving parts are here. Why does it work? Yeah, yeah. And, like, how fake all and, and like, just saccharine all of the references felt mm-hmm. um, in that movie. Like, all of these references down to, like, the tab, yeah, bu- the yeah. can of tab that, you know, Bumblebee accidentally crushes. Like, yeah. they're all, like, the way, like, I actually genuinely love the way that the product placement, whether yeah, or not yeah. it actually was product placement, just because they used to be so, like, there's a can of coke here and the kid yeah, would go yeah. <laughs> and trade you know and like it just was like well that's the way yeah the movies are so you don't look at them like weird yeah. um and the way they did all of that you know i mean just yeah, like the, the way the charman like yeah. the big
0: thing of Charmin they were holding was like perfectly placed you know and, it just, and i think the way that they integrated um the way that they integrated it Pop culture yeah. really worked in this movie. Uh, obviously, that's never been a concern in the Transformers movies, because as far as I can't remember anybody having a real personal life outside of like trying to get laid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but I mean, like they kind of made a point of no one having a personal. Yeah, life. yeah. Outside um, of maybe
1: like John Turturro, who like it was a manic and he was just annoying. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, that was
0: the closest thing to somebody having a developed character. It's funny <laughs> the, the the one the one like real Michael Bay ism that remains in here uh, is his depiction of the US government yeah. because John Cena plays this mm. tough guy soldier who knows better than his superiors and uh, you know With ultimately hair. is a decent person and blah, 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 blah. he's acting now, yeah, but yeah. Uh, and <laughs> then but and 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 then there's a I can't remember the name of the, the actor who plays the the like the nerdy scientist guy yeah who, yeah who like makes the the wrong decision and then and then eventually dies for it, yep. and it's just like every Transformers movie has had some variation okay, on okay. that theme. It's like soldiers good, government bad. Yeah. And and, and well, that's every single that's that's every single that Transformers film. That's every single Michael Bay Michael Right.
1: And that, that's his. That's, that's, that's I think is that her part of her theory too. I remember. Yeah, it, yeah. Think, it's part of the yeah. That's, and and, like, and that's
0: actually that's why I noticed it. Was yeah. As well as, it's the weird libertarian. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say the other thing is uh, going to uh, somebody who went to film school with Lindsay Ellis, uh, Dan Olson, uh, the guy who does the folding ideas essays. Yeah. Uh, he did a, a great piece several years ago on why Sam Witwicky from Transformers <laughs> yeah. was like the worst character in fiction yeah. and how he perfectly embodied toxic masculinity. And and it's great because you look at uh, Charlie, the girl in this movie, and you're like, yeah, she's the anti everything. Like <laughs> because like she she can do all of the things that and and again like this is a filmmaking thing and, and like not to pile on Bay or anything but like it's this is a filmmaking thing. The money, is the
1: pounds, the piles of
0: money that he has yeah, will cushion yeah. the the art. But the uh, um, Shia LaBeouf's character Sam yeah. is constantly like we're, we're always being told things that he can do, yeah. things that he's good at, yeah, things yeah. that he. You never see it. Yeah. In this movie, you actually see Charlie do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And also, you see her fail at things, yeah. and that's nice because it's very humanizing. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the things that that like it's it's always dicey talking about a strong female lead in in a movie and especially in a blockbuster movie because so many like terrible humans want them yeah. to be gone yeah. and so if you acknowledge that you know what kind of sucks about strong female leads the fact that they aren't allowed to be human because oh, yeah. they have to be yeah. perfect yeah. you know yeah. uh, even like if you look at into the spider verse spider Gwen is like the best of them Yeah. and that's not a big deal because it's like a 95 fucking people in the cast yeah. and you don't have to make her the but in any event yeah. like one of the most popular things you see with this kind of new wave of female-led action movies is that they're basically flawless. And I really liked, like, we not only got to see what made her interesting and what made her special, Mm -hmm. but also what made her broken, and we got to see her fail. And this is a really... Like, the human characters in the cartoon were always the weakest link, because you're like, why are these people even here? Yeah. Uh, And then the human characters in the Bay movies were a necessary evil yeah uh here it actually like it worked yeah in a way that i feel like even going back to when i was a kid i don't remember the human characters and transformers working i know that I don't they remember human characters that, <laughs> there were the two that i remember there was there was a, like a i think it was a construction worker named spike yeah and he, or no Sparkplug was the dad and spike was the kid um and I, mostly I remember it because in Transformers, the movie, when they did away with half of the old Transformers and brought in all these new characters, yeah. Spike and Bumblebee were killed together. Yeah. Uh, and then later on in the movie, it, it was like a last-minute reveal that they weren't really dead. Yeah. Uh, and Spike's son, Daniel... Was like the human point of view character in Transformers the movie because Spike was presumed dead for the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say one little thing uh, Cliff Jumper shows up in this movie briefly. Yep. Uh, yeah. Cliff Jumper actually looks in this movie exactly like Cliff Jumper looked in the comic or in the cartoon, pretty much. Yeah. Which, uh, if you watched those cartoons, you know that's how Bumblebee looked. Because Cliffjumper was just Red Bumblebee. Yeah. Like those yeah. two were literally identical characters. Yeah. Uh, but but so he got the the face with the little horns and the everything. Like uh, apparently the the character they killed in the very first the 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 Decepticon they killed in the very first fight with Bumblebee mm-hmm. was not Starscream. Like it looked just like him and I assumed it was, but I didn't see Starscream in the credits and uh, that makes sense in the sense that this is a prequel to the Bay films the assumption here is that the Bay films are still going to happen someday and uh, (laughs) Starscream did get brought in in one of those movies and then killed almost immediately I turned to you and joked like but how could you bring him in and kill him almost immediately here so that you can't do it later Um,
1: uh, Uh, all I can say is thank lord that they didn't go with the I, I remember the original plot line where they're like bringing Bumblebee through history or some shit Oh yeah. Well, (laughs) like I was like, I'm like, okay, yeah, I get. I mean, they they had him like with a, he was a, they had some of that with the like turning him into a Jeep and then turning him into a whatever. Well, but But,
0: even in the last, wasn't it in the last night that they showed video of him as uh like, as a Volkswagen in Nazi Germany? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so apparently some of the Bay films won't count or or there's time travel involved or something. I I don't know. Yeah. Cause I mean that's the other thing is that like I don't. The, this movie had a coherent plot. <laughs> yes. Like, I,
1: I I remember things that happened in this. Yeah. Film. <laughs> like because you're, you're talking like oh yeah that did happen. Yeah. I, yeah. I think of by the way was all the literally the only thing throughout the entire film was is he gonna urinate on somebody <laughs> just again because of the Lindsay. Yeah, like we're like, wait, and remember, and like that's that's something I loved is like, it wasn't a crude film.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like
1: that's something that like I never understand understood about any of Michael Bay's um, Transformers is that they were crude. Mm -hmm. Like and like it it to me the like the, the like ruined my childhood thing. That is maybe one of the only like the Transformers are. Uh, Michael Bay's Transformers are probably the only ones. And I I never was a big Transformers, but, like, I had a couple. My neighbors, like, were really into them. So, like, they were in my world. Yeah. I was more of a G.I. Joe kind of person. But, like, even G.I. Joe, like, those movies, as bad as they are, they didn't ruin – there's, like, they felt like just bad G.I. Joe films. Yeah. Or even just – they felt like military kind of special ops films that are like, ah, we named these people those things. Yeah. It it, it felt like – but Sorry, this no yeah. no no fine but like but like Michael Bay's films like there was never any crudeness to Transformers. Mm-hmm. There's I mean obviously it was a commercial property. It was built right. out of toys or whatever. But it never had the like commodific. It didn't have like that commercial. It, yeah, it's weird yeah. because they were obviously selling shit continually. But it wasn't even like a lot of kids shows. Of that era that were like clearly like well you got to buy the next toy yeah. <laughs> like even like Care Bears felt more like yeah they introduced yeah. new characters and and you know but but like this is the one this is like this just felt like I I wish that uh, like this film existed like when I was
0: like young 12 or care. something like that yeah.
1: you know i mean maybe not even 12 maybe yeah. eight or nine or something like i wish i had like a there was a you know the 10 year old that i was like mm-hmm. oh just you know like oh we got to go see this because like it would get them into i think this would get them into transformers this would get them into <laughs> something yeah. you know like whether yeah. or not that's a good thing you know yeah, I mean, yeah. like again like there are better things to get into i think but um like it's just i i'm just happy that it's a it's a solidly good film. Yeah, yeah. With, like... And, like, the, one thing I like, too, is that, like, the strong female character... Like, it just, just, just feels like she's the character. Yeah, Like, yeah. there's no moment where, you know, like... There's no not, you know Wonder Woman moment yeah. or no, you know, Tomb Raider moment where, like, she's, you know, looking strong or whatever. She's just yeah. looking who she is. And, like... And there's not so much, like... I like the fact that she rolls with it mm-hmm. like which I always hate the like 30 minutes of the film that often yeah. is like no I'm not going to become the friend of this robot yeah. no and I'm like we all know you are like fucking just move yeah, on it's in like, the commercial it's Let's, not, not yeah. only is it in the commercial but like the you're the main character of the film you're the biggest name actor we all know that yeah. you're the one that connects <laughs> and she was just like oh my god it was so co-. like I feel like she was had a little bit of the joy the way that mm-hmm. like never existed in a single Transformers film yeah because uh, obviously the crudeness just came over every Um, but, um, like how cool would it be to get a transformer? Like she was like, Oh, this is awesome. (laughs) Like she she had five
0: minutes of like, Oh, what the fuck is going on? And then, Oh my God. Okay, cool. I'm committed. Let's roll. Like, (laughs) yeah, but (laughs) yeah. I mean, again, like it's, it's, uh, it's funny. I I think that of the last like three movies we've seen, like it's a good December at the box office. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, just me personally, I was thinking about it. I'm like, I would probably give Aquaman, like, a B or a B-minus. Mm-hmm. This probably an A-minus or a B. Mm-hmm. And then uh, into the Spider-Verse, like, A, A+. plus. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, perfect. And, and, <laughs> uh, but, like... But that also means you're you're sitting here going like we've we've seen three huge franchise kind of tentpole movies in the span of three weeks, and none of them were bad. None of them felt like a slog. Like I I think that in general the entertainment world is better for these like for all Mm -hmm. of these having happened. Yeah, and I'm really hoping that they can take mostly Bumblebee, um, because the other two didn't. The other two uh, have blown up yeah. box office wise yeah. this one <coughs> this one does pr- did pretty well but it still has all of the like lowest of the franchise yeah. headlines and I'm really hoping that they can take kind of take that in context mm-hmm. in the context of for whatever idiot reason you elected to open this opposite both Aquaman, yeah. which is going to eat into your action movie audience, and Mary Poppins, which is going to eat into your family audience. The size of the fucking moon, holy shit. Yeah. Sorry, the moon is, right. like, fucking enormous today. <laughs> but, and, but yeah, and also, no. like, because of the way the clouds are, it's like we, we've got a full moon, but we <laughs> can only like, see about the bottom yeah. third of it.
1: You know? Yeah, it's like Salem's Lot shit yeah, going right. on. But, yeah, no, it, it's it's so disappointing. Like, I wish that both of these films, I wish that Spider-Man, or Spider-Man and um, Bumblebee would, like, be like you know what we're gonna re-release these yeah like in february when like or not both of them obviously in february because right, right. I mean, no one can compete but it's unfortunate because aquaman i
0: get why aquaman is is doing better than the other two um but i mean honestly a, a bunch of it is that warner brothers was smart enough to release it internationally yeah. first yeah. so that yeah. it, it built buzz
1: yeah but it's like it's not it's definitely not the best film no. out of the three no. and not even the best like and all of them are franchise films, so it's, like, they're all kind of in the same realm, and you're, like, what the fuck? It just, it, it's just unfortunate, because, again, I mean, like, I'm still, I mean, Bumblebee, I, like, mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like it should, it should have done better than it is. Yeah. Um, even though it's not, like, I, like, Spider-Verse, I want to, like, I'm, like, I hope that I get to see it again in theaters. Yeah, and I know. I kind of want to go, like, this week. And, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And, it's and. It's one of those, like, if, if I wasn't excited for Bumblebee and if I didn't think that it was going to make a great second half of this episode like I could have convinced us to just be yeah fuck it well I mean there's also I mean
1: my thing is we're finally getting here in in Syracuse we're finally getting some of the like Oscar bait films like so so when we do our like year end review thing you're going to be like wait like, Monster Party is one of their best films. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Which, it's one of the best films. I think it's one of the better films yeah. of the year. But, like. I also, like,
0: just, just so it's been said, we're doing, uh, in one of our next yeah. episodes, we're doing, we're going to call it the Yellow Brick Awards because, you know, Emerald uh, City. Yeah. And uh, uh, anybody who wants to accept their award will get a gold painted VHS tape. <laughs> uh, that's the Yellow Brick. Yep. But, uh,. we're 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 doing our own year-end awards show and one of the things that i've made a conscious effort to do is to create a handful of categories that lend themselves not just to like mainstream fair like you know the thing that you would want to rent at the video store yeah uh and the thing that by the way is available in fucking syracuse at this time of year (laughs) but also lends itself potentially to some of the like crazy indie stuff that we've done this year uh I've got a best villain category uh, so that we can have nominees from some of our, like, schlock horror movies yeah, that I yeah. can just toss in with, you know, Killmonger and yeah, the people yeah, who yeah. you think of as being potential, yeah. you know. Uh, but in any event, yeah, we should probably wrap up, but uh, I, I would highly recommend going to see uh, Bumblebee it's in theaters. Yeah. I don't think it's as key to see this in theaters as it was for, like, Spider-Verse oh, yeah. or yeah, for yeah. Aquaman where they're, like primarily visual effects movies. Yeah, yeah. This one really, like, it's got some cool visual effects, but yeah. most of the really big stuff, it's like, well, you've seen it before in, in Transformers. It, it's unfortunate that the, like, um,
1: <coughs> the rental market doesn't exist the way it used to, because mm-hmm. I think that this would do really fucking well. Oh, yeah. Like, this would do bonkers on the rental market, like, if it was released at the right time. Yeah. Um, and it would deserve so, because it is, it is like, a really great home movie Yeah, re, uh, yeah. rental. Um, and... And it is probably the only Transformers film, it is not probably, it definitely is the only Transformers realm where you, when you watch it on your, even your 40-inch yeah, plasma, yeah. where it's like, oh, this, I mean, it was never good, but it not anywhere, yeah, like yeah, this, yeah. I feel like, oh, this is going to be as good as
0: a thousand other, you know, films. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. I think, too, that the other thing about this one, and, and not to belabor this point, but because, again, like, you want to talk about the movie and not talk about it in comparison to the others, necessarily, but... Uh, One of the big criticisms of the Bay films is that, like, not only can you not understand the plot, because you have this, like, insane, complex, ridiculous plot revolving around meaningless MacGuffins, but also uh, because there's usually, like, 15 Transformers firing laser cannons while there's helicopters overhead and blah, blah, blah. Like, you just can't. See what the fuck's going on. Like yeah. one of the things that always that I always loved about the Transformers toy line as a kid, and that you loved about the cartoon, is that like you could see how they transform, which is a nec- yeah. which is a necessity because the toys you have to be able to transform yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the Bay movies, everything just like yeah, transforms it's... in like a cyclone of molecules and I get that because even in this movie they have the thing where they can scan stuff and become things yeah. other than just yeah. you know the one car but at the same time uh, it, it to me it's it's like part of the appeal of this brand was the tactile analog nature of it yeah. and yes probably is still done with CG effects. And none of it is actually tactile. You yeah. can't actually reach out and touch Bumblebee. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, what you can do is you can see how he is supposed to transform. And at various points in the movie, mm-hmm. you see him do it. Yeah. And he does it – sometimes it's like – especially when it's for the joke. Yeah. He just snaps together and yeah. it's just done. Yeah. But like a lot of the time, he's transforming kind of slowly because he spends most of the movie injured. Yeah. And you get to see like an actual transformer actually transforming yeah. on screen, which was kind of a nice change of pace. Because again, like to me, when you're building a uh, when you're building something out of a brand like this, yeah, what you want to do is you want to take some of the fun, memorable things from that brand and bring them to life in a different yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, and and one thing I will mention before we wrap up because I thought it was a, a great uh, addition to it is of course this goes this does continue the Michael Bay thing of how Bumblebee talks through the car radio because his his voice box was damaged you do finally in this movie get to see how his voice box was damaged Uh, but uh, there's a point where he's trying to encourage her to like step up and accept her destiny and uh, he plays the touch by Vince uh, (laughs) DiCola which is uh, you know the the song that Hot Rod that they play over Hot Rod when he's opening the matrix of leadership in the Transformers movie and, and and so it's like it's it's probably the most famous musical sting in the history of the Transformers franchise, other than possibly the More Than Meets the Eye theme song. But mm-hmm. honestly, if you care about Transformers, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think probably the Touch is more popular than than the theme song. <laughs> yeah. And so to me, I was just like, that was a nice bit. And then yeah. like afterwards, after the movie was done and before we started recording, I was like Googling. I was like, okay. This movie takes place in 1987. Yes, the original movie came out in '86, so theoretically that song existed.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, that whole the whole radio thing too was uh, it was it felt like relatively obnoxious in uh, um, in the uh, Beige films. Mm-hmm. Like again, like uh, <laughs> I think most <part> <laughs> things, but but like in this, it was they used it rarely, mm-hmm. um, and
0: so it worked yeah. more like it and it felt more lot like <laughs> that that was part of it is that in this movie it was like bumblebee was finding his way he was finding him himself he was in like the whole like his thing to her is that she helped him find his voice because she fixes the radio and then mm-hmm. kind of is instrumental to him learning how to kind of utilize it that yeah. way and um because of that he doesn't spend most of the movie like yammering on, yammering on, and yeah. using that joke. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't. It's it's almost like Silent Bob. Yeah. Like you get a few lines, mm. but the ones you get are all meaningful. Yeah. And you don't at any point go, okay, stop it with the fucking radio joke. Yeah. Um. And again, I think part of that is just the nature of this story versus the nature of the other story. Mm. Uh, even at the very first Transformers movie Bay had this idea that they'd been like here living in secret for decades and so like yeah there's no reason that Bumblebee wouldn't have figured this shit out by now yeah 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 yeah. alright any final thoughts before we um I mean for me the biggest thing is that it's it's fun
1: but Mm -hmm. you don't like there's so it's like, never mind it being you know, being. It's not crude. It's not mm-hmm. mean. The jokes aren't yeah, mean. Yeah. that was like, a big I guess thing. I guess
0: that's the biggest thing. That's the that... bigger thing for me than the crudeness yeah. is the like the the meanness and the, like of the the and the cynicism of the Bay yeah. movies. Yeah. Uh, this this idea that
1: everyone's having fun. Yeah. yeah. You know even even uh, and it doesn't take it doesn't take like three films for the yeah. like the soldier guy to come yeah. around. It's like he saves him once and he's like oh. I get what's going on What's going on. Yeah. And even then, before then, he's kind of like in on it. But like, it's, it's, so that's yeah. great because that just always felt like, fucking hell. Like, did dude say, like one of the Transformers, I mean, the, the best line yeah, of it, yeah. and I think it's in the trailer, so yeah, it's not yeah, spoilers, yeah. but it's like, they do call themselves Decepticon, sir. Like, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is like, that's- which is always like, and it's crazy. Okay, I feel like he should have yeah, okay.
0: It's, well, it's like the it's like the Green Lantern villain Sinestro. It's like yeah. his name's Sinestro. Yeah. Really? Uh but yeah, that and, and Cena like is not a great actor. Yeah, yeah. But Cena has a good kind of cornbread like ability. Yeah, yeah. And I think he He's was cast perfect... appropriately. Yeah, he yeah. he was He's was like The Rock ten years ago. Yeah. Or exactly. Like that. And yeah, I yeah. think that they like giving him that line of all yeah. people was just like, <laughs> no, that's perfect because yeah like the the disbelief that he has <laughs> the people around him he's like, but they call themselves decep who how are we not seeing this um, was was great yeah. uh, it's funny because he felt to me I, I am granted I, I basically never watch wrestling but every now and again like work yeah. stuff I catch slump I yeah. catch them uh, he didn't feel like John Cena the the wrestler he felt more like yeah. John Cena uh, in the role that he plays on psych where he he was uh, he's Juliet's brother and uh, he shows up. And he's like a super spy, but he's like, he's like Captain Awesome. He's like really happy to be a super spy, yeah. <laughs> and 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 yeah. that for a lot of the film, that's kind of how John Cena feels. Like he he's yeah. angry for a chunk of it, and he has like a vengeance drive, but uh, that he's not that kind of character. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. the like, uh, and again, like I, I would compare it almost to, uh, you know, the kind of villain you would see in like ET or Flight of the Navigator. Where by the end the guy kind of comes to the realization that it's like he's got you dead to rights, but what he has to do is stand down because yeah. like, oh shit, this is the situation.
1: And also the way that they set up his <laughs> untrusty untrustworthiness of yeah, yeah. was justified. Like yeah he never got saved at the be, you know at the beginning yeah, of the film yeah. when there's like that moment um he never saw bumblebee necessarily save him even though he kind of did yeah, in those yeah. moments and didn't see the like whatever the hell the other thing was transform yeah. um and and so like i think that's as opposed shatter, to the, yeah it? but but as opposed to the i am again i have a vague remembrance of the michael bay yeah, films yeah. Uh, not only because the first couple i only saw i saw like once or twice in, right, in exactly. theaters and then I haven't seen them yeah, since. Yeah,
0: I saw the first one in theaters mm. and I didn't watch another one of them in like in total until you and I did last night. <laughs> oh my god. Which by the way, Transformers the Last Night continues to this day to be the most downloaded episode of our podcast. I have no idea why. Um, <sighs> oh, people who fantastic. came in for Transformers the Last Night are going to be super disappointed that we enjoyed this movie. It's unless <laughs> total, unless totally although I feel way. like the only way you
1: listened to that episode was to be like I also agree with them shitting yeah. on it sort of thing. Like, I, I don't feel like you could hate listen to probably... It was probably an hour of us going, What the
0: fuck? Yeah, yeah, that was...
1: Because <laughs> was... I think it was a, it was a long episode <gasps> of us <gasps> continually going, trying to remember the movie, because mm-hmm. again, it's the, yeah, you know... Yeah
0: and that was our first cuz i had just seen the first of the uh, the Lindsay Ellis videos like yeah. right before so that was one where i was just like okay let's talk about every frame of painting and let's talk about yeah. Lindsay Ellis and let's really break down why this movie's terrible yeah <laughs> oh my god
1: i almost i almost kind of want to watch it again though but i remember i remember trying to watch it when it was on yeah, something man. and i caught it when it, they were like at the round table or yeah. whatever it was and they were talking about the history of the w- Wiccans, and i was like no, <laughs> I just changed the channel. Like I think I may, might have actually yelled no out loud yeah. as I hit the change button. <laughs> but yeah, but this um, is a good thing, yeah, so go yeah, see it. Yeah, um, yeah this is a good thing. Dear God. And,
0: and I really like, I, I think that they have a sense for the the context in which this is being released. I think their financial expectations are probably reasonable. Yeah. I think it's going to do well internationally. Yeah. And And so I think that this movie hopefully is going to be kind of a soft reboot of the franchise yeah. and that's going to point you in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, at the end of this movie they do have like a bit that that people on the internet are like, "Oh, well it <sighs> sets up the first movie because like like there's elements that go straight into Bay Formers number 1." Yeah. And I'm like, "Even if that's theoretically true, there's still 20 years in between that you can explore." Yeah. And I think for my money I would much rather explore kind of one or two more movies of how they got there. Yeah. Like, I would almost take the uh, the X-Men approach of being like, no, you know what we're going to do? We'll do... a we'll, You know, we did an 80s movie. Let's do a 90s movie. And then let's do a movie that's like an immediate prequel to Transformers. Yeah. And that way... A buddy film would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Which, again, like you could kind of do with you couldn't do with Optimus and Bumblebee because Optimus is, like, the leader of their revolution, and he's their, like... I, I feel like he's too yeah. much of a father figure yeah, to have yeah, a buddy yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah right. but I do feel like the way they characterize Bumblebee in these movies, uh, he could easily lend himself to, like, pair him up with, you know, give him... Yeah. Not Jumper, but, like, yeah. Ironhide would be a great one because Ironhide was Optimus's second-in-command in the cartoon, and he was, like... Uh, he always came off as like a cantankerous middle-aged guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure nice. that he and Ratchet who you did see briefly in this movie if you paid close attention um, and Bumblebee were all killed in the same scene in Transformers <laughs> the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh but yeah, so definitely go see this if you if you can. If you have any interest at all, it's it's worth seeing. Like mm. it's I do feel like at yeah. this point Uh, It's a Transformers movie, but it's been aged down, so it's for not necessarily for kids, but it feels much more like a family movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I will say that the row of kids that were in front of us
1: absolutely loved it and they were, yeah, like, yeah. I think, probably like five to ten Yeah, and to the point that one of the kids at the end of the movie, like, there's a there's a breakfast uh, Breakfast club reference yeah. throughout the film um, and, like, Bumblebee at some point, I think, right, right it was that moment, yeah, raises, yeah. His, raises his arm, like, you know, um, yeah, what's... Yeah. Like oh, Judd, Nelson at, Judd Nelson at the end. Judd Nelson at the end and uh, the little kid did the same thing and I was like, oh! Like a gasp. I'm like, oh my God, it's adorable.
0: And I love the fact that, like <laughs> in the context of this they've they've kind of made the autobots into revolutionaries, yeah. and so when when he gets Rebels. like the you know, uh, John Cena salutes him and he gives the the yeah, uh, yeah. the one hand up like Judd Nelson <laughs> yeah. and it's kind of unintentionally, it's like black power <laughs> robots, yeah, but. <laughs> But, yeah, so definitely get check this out. Uh, I, I would say this is the second half of Into the Spider-Verse uh, on on the podcast. Check both of these movies out if you have the time and the okay, resources. Um, if you don't have the time and resources to do both, Into the Spider-Verse is the superior movie and also the one that feels yeah. like the most like you want to see it oh, in yeah, theaters. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But, uh, but I would say if you can and have the... the interest. Mm. Uh, do both because they're both good and they both are things that I think uh, deserve the kind of success that'll help their studios go, oh, this is the direction we want to move yeah, in. Yeah, so. yeah. Alright, thanks for very much. Uh, we'll be back soon. As we said, we're planning on doing a year-end thing, so uh, be back here. We'll, we'll call this a new release well and say be back here by noon on the third day. Mm. And uh, always remember to rewind your cassettes. Mm-hmm. A-C-E-N